Hey, this is Alex with the Unbiased Trailblazer podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Unbiased Blazers. There's a link in our bio for our Discord server where you can join in on the discussions, give us your takes, give us comments, or simply just join in on a podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review our show. And if you're listening on Spotify, there's a new feature where you can rate our show as well. Now, let's get to the show. Rip City, baby. Three, two, one, zero, zero. Lift off and the clock has started. What's going on, Rip City? This is episode 36 of the Unbiased Trailblazer podcast. I've got Fawad here with me. How you doing, Fawad? Not too bad. Been a busy week, but I'm happy to talk some basketball. Later. Yeah, this is this is going to probably be a pretty quick little podcast because obviously it's All-Star break. There's not much that's happened, but I figured we'd get in here and talk a little All-Star basketball, a little NBA 75, and just kind of see what we got. So first off, did you watch all of All-Star Weekend? Um, I think I did. I don't remember if I caught the entire uh, Rising Stars on Friday, but I think I got first, like, the semifinals, I guess you want to call it. I think I missed part of the finals. But other than that, I watched pretty much all of it. Oh, I also missed um stretch of the third yesterday of the All-Star Game where Steph hit, like, three in a row. I watched that afterwards, but I stepped out for like a couple minutes, so I missed that. But pretty much I watched the whole weekend. Yeah, I watched a little bit on, on Friday, and then I watched all of Saturday and all of Sunday. Um, first question I wanted to ask you was, they made a change to... Well, actually, I, they made a change to Friday as well, didn't they? That wasn't They didn't do that last year, right? Yeah, it was, uh, they changed the format, and I thought it was really good, and I was really happy with what worked. Yeah, it, it was, was enjoyable to watch. To watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did change the format on Saturday for the skills challenge. Um, tell me, I, honestly, I I like this format. I actually I didn't think I was going to at first, but after watching it, it was enjoyable. It seemed like this the skills challenge was kind of getting a little stale, and people weren't really like for the last three years, big men have won it, so it was like. Not that big men can't win those things, but it just seemed like people weren't really caring anymore. So how did you feel the skills challenge part? Yeah, I, I was really confused by the format at first. It wasn't even that I like, didn't like it. It was just that I didn't understand it. But um, watching it, I think, I think I liked it overall. It definitely needs some tweaking, like the tiebreaker, for example. But I think overall, it was a good, uh, it was a good format. And like you said, it's been getting a little stale so that's why they change it up um every couple of years but i think this format could stick for a while they make some tweaks and you know the first round i really enjoyed the shooting one it was really similar to um the shooting stars event they used to do like a long time ago i think like they yep. stopped in 2014 or something and i used to love that i don't know why they stopped it i think bosch just kept winning so they were like whatever but it kind of brought that taste back so i, I like i really like that part yeah, I actually, it's funny you said that. That's one of, That was one of my favorite parts of Saturday night was that, that little shootout that they had. I remember them all lining up at half court to make that shot yeah. at the very end. It was... It reminded me of that. Yeah. It, it was fun, and it was kind of cool having, like, the since it was in Cleveland, having, like, the Cleveland team 
and then having mm-hmm. the the you know Giannis and his brothers on a team, and then having some of the rookies on a team. Um, it was it was fun. It I enjoyed it actually more than I thought I was going to. Um, next we had the three point contest. It seems like the last couple years that's been more enjoyable than the dunk contest. Um, yeah, I think even the skills challenge I like more than the dunk contest this year. Yeah, this this year was one of the worst dunk contests. Um, <laughs> I'm not one to complain too often in dunk contests because I understand there's not much more people can do because so much has been yeah. done already. But like when when I'm watching a player attempt 14 dunks in one round because he can't get it. <laughs> It's like it's it's just old and let's move on from it. Yeah. But so before we go into the three point contest, while that while that was happening, um I'm trying to remember, was it Reggie Miller and there was two people that were like heavily pushing that they should switch the dunk contest first and put the shooting three point shooting as the like to end the night. Would you rather see three point three point contest at the end instead of the dunk contest? I would rather see the three-point at the end, but I also want them to just get rid of the dunk contest at this point. Like you said, like everything that, pretty much anything that you can do to dunk the bas- to dunk a basketball has been done. So, like, there's not much creativity left. And I'm um, I'm like you. I'm not typically one to complain, but uh, like even if they are boring dunks, like last year wasn't that great either. But as long as they're making in one attempt or even two, yes. I'm like okay, whatever. You know, it's it's enough but uh, this week this weekend i think almost all of them took multiple attempts and jalen green took like 15 on his first dunk yeah, or something like that, that so off the backboard well, one was terrible yeah when it gets to that level then it's like all right you know what i think we're i think we're out of ideas now let me ask you this i know we're getting off track already but i'm sitting here watching it and i'm like yeah all these dunks have been done they're having problems run- coming up with ideas what about just having like I always enjoy watching these like dunk versus block attempts where, you know, you have a player trying to block the dunk and a player trying to dunk on the person. Like that would be fun to watch. Just try to jam it on someone that's trying to block you at the same time. I I don't know what that, like what it's called. I'm trying to think of what it's called, but like poster. Yeah. I mean, pretty much like you're trying to poster somebody and that person's trying to stop you from like, I think that would be more enjoyable at this point than just watching someone throw an alley-oop to himself 14 times before he finally gets (laughs) once. Yeah, I saw but, some people suggest that too. I think it's okay. I think my like hesitation with that is the blocker is like there he gets dunked on and you know he probably gets embarrassed or something, mm-hmm. or he does block it and that's kind of boring. Like I don't wanna it's only fun if the dunker actually gets like makes the dunk over him. So if he doesn't make it, I feel like that's kind of just as bad. Now what about if they just use that as their like that's the regular dunk contest, but instead of doing some like between the legs dunk, they just bring somebody out to try to block them and they dunk on them. I know I'm saying if they can't dunk on them, like if they missed, then that's yeah, just yeah, as that's bad the, as what it is. Yeah, now. that's just as bad. Yeah. So let's get back on track here. Three point <laughs> contest was was uh was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. Uh who did you have winning it before it started? You know, I wanted CJ to win, obviously. Um, but I thought it would have been either CJ or Desmond Bain. Both of them, they had like two of the worst scores. So yeah, and I'm trying to remember who I said. Who I don't even remember who I said, but my guy didn't win either. God, I can't remember. And you know, um, I'm, I'm a big Zach Levine fan, and he did even uh, he did even worse. 
that's that's who I picked was Zach Levine. Thank you. Yeah, I figured he was going to win. Ended up being Carl Anthony Towns, the so uh, the self proclaimed we'll best big man shooter. And you know what? <laughs> he's he's shooting pretty good last night or Saturday night. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not I, sure who else is even in the conversation for best big man shooter. I mean, you got Dirk. Oh yeah, I was thinking like centers. Dirk's more like a power forward, but yeah. Point for um. For sure, though, I mean, he had 29 in the final round, and um, he he hit a lot of shots in a row, and he ended up beating out Trey Young and Luke Kennard. I think was the other one. Um, they both, they both, I think they got like 26. I think if I remember right. Um, but he that ended up. Familiar. Yeah, he ended up breaking Devin Booker's record of 28 points, so he got 29. So as of right now, he's the greatest big man shooter out there. That was their record for the finals, though. Steph had 31 in the first round. That's true. Good point. Good point. Yeah, for the finals, yeah. Um, we can briefly talk about the dunk contest if you want. Like a, like we've said, it was very, very subpar. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what else there is to talk about. Yeah. Obi Toppin won, and it was pretty much by default because <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't enjoyable to watch. Yeah. It, Although to be fair, I think Obi was actually the only one who was actually doing like nice dunks. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I was fairly impressed with most of it. Most of his dunks. It was everyone else, and even Obi took a couple attempts on some of his, so it wasn't flawless. But relatively, he definitely deserved the win, even if it even if it was by default. Yeah, and the problem with the dunk contest is if you don't have like everybody you know, keeping the crowd engaged, even if you like Obi Toppin was doing decent, it just wasn't enough to like the crowd just didn't care at that point. Cause everybody else was so terrible. Um, within five minutes of the all-star game, there was already like four better dunks than we saw in the dunk contest itself. So um, that, that's another like flaw with the dunk contest. No matter what in-game dunks will always be better. Even if it's just, mm-hmm. A normal fast break dunk, it'll be more exciting than a 360 when you take like 10 minutes to do it in an open field. I think that's, I don't know, there's not a lot of ways I can think of to make the dunk contest as good as good as it used to be. There's too many issues with it. I, I agree. Um, one suggestion I saw before we move on to the last part is um, instead of the skills challenge, what would you think about like a one-on-one? Obviously, that would be amazing. Um, even if even if we don't get the stars doing it, like even if it's just some role players or okay guys, I I think that would still be amazing. But issue is if a lot of people say that players wouldn't want to do it and risk their reputation. Yep, I think exactly. that I think that you can definitely probably find like six guys in the league, or even if it's four guys who can who are willing to do the one on one. I hope mm-hmm. they look into that a little bit more. But I think that even if I think. Say they don't want to do one on one. I think a two on two or a three on three that should definitely be feasible. You know, like yeah. maybe maybe choose uh, four teams to send their two best guys or something like that. You know, like if we had like a Damon CJ or CJ's gone now, but Damon CJ versus like <laughs> Steph, Steph and Clay, that would be like a fun two on two to watch. Yeah, we'd probably get torched because we couldn't play defense, but it would still be fun to watch. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Let's move on to last night, the All-Star game. The first three quarters, obviously, it's more just about kind of showing off and being lax, lax on defense and everybody kind of just doing what they want. Um, but once again, the fourth quarter comes around. 
they implemented that new rule for Kobe where they have to get the target score, which is plus 24 to whatever the highest mm-hmm. score was. And that last, that fourth quarter, once again, was pretty entertaining. It was really fun to watch. I really enjoyed it. You had Embiid and Giannis going at each other. Um, Curry going absolutely insane and shooting just crazy. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, LeBron hitting the game winner to win it. I mean, it, it truly was. Yeah, it tr- it truly was enjoyable to watch so for me obviously everyone probably knows this already curry just going absolutely insane he had 50 points he hit like what 17 16 threes 16 16 like i mean the half court like two in a row just like the dude was crazy i have never seen someone shoot like that in a game even though it was the all-star game to still shoot that well. And yeah, it wasn't like it was he insane. shot 40 times. He was like, it was like at one point, like 15 of 20. So it was yeah, like, something like that. It was crazy. Um, did you have anything that stood out or do you want to talk about Curry? I mean, Curry was just like ridiculous. He had 50. I really wanted him to break the record because um, I feel like 80 didn't really earn it, but I'm not going, I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, but yeah, Curry was on like fire. I wanted him to, you know, smash the record like get like 60 if you wanted but he missed his last six six shots or something like that so that was a little disappointing um then you know lebron had a game winner in cleveland so that was really fitting and you know it was just overall fun to watch that there were even in the first three quarters even though like not much defense or anything it was i still had fun you know steph was going off uh there were a couple of nice dunks um i think was it like trade a jaw or something like that was a 360 that was like really exciting um uh, overall it was, it was a fun it was a fun game to watch. Ja I was actually, is slowly go ahead. I was actually expecting it to not be as fun as it was because the teams were so imbalanced on paper. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, it worked out. Yeah, Jaw is slowly becoming one of my favorite players mm-hmm. to watch. Like he is just My wife was watching it with me last night and I'm just like, "Look at how crazy he is." Like he just he jumps so high. And it's like, he's so fun to watch. Yeah, he's so um, athletic, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Memphis is in good hands with him. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but honestly, it was, a, it was an enjoyable all-star game. Um, I'm trying to think if anything else really crazy happened. I can't think of anything. If you can, go ahead and shout out. If not, I'm just going to move on to uh, what happened. So at halftime... They had the NBA 75 come out and kind of, you know, acknowledge everybody that's in this top 75, um, which made me kind of want to talk a little bit because we haven't really talked about it, about the NBA 75. Um, For one, is there players that you think should have been in there? Is there players that you think shouldn't have been in there? Um, For me, being totally unbiased, and I and I mean this. I truly think that Tracy McGrady should be in there. Obviously, he's my you know my favorite player, but just just some of the players they were they were you know saying like two time All Star, two time All NBA. Tracy's a seven time All Star and a seven time All NBA player. So how those players that are two time All Stars and two time NBA players are making it, and he's not it. I don't. I don't know. Same with Dwight Howard. I feel like he's another another person who sh- definitely should have been in there. Um, for me, 
to me, Anthony Davis should not have been in there. Dwight Howard and Tracy, I think, are better choices than Anthony Davis. Um, do you have anybody that you think should be in there or shouldn't be in there? Yeah, obviously, uh, I think Dwight, everyone agrees that he should have been in there. I think T-Mac... Okay, so I think that if they if they did it, like, I'm not explain this. If they remade the 75 list, then I think T-Mac should be in it. But the the way the voters did it, they kept they kept the original 50 and then just added 25. So that's why yep. I, I can see T-Mac being left on because I think he's, like, just on the borderline. But there's a lot of those guys in the top 50 that, like, they're not in the actual top 75 of all time. Yeah. Uh, it's, I guess it's disrespectful to take them out or something. So I can, you know, I, I grudgingly understand. Um, but I think either way, Dwight should have been in it. Uh, I'm with you on AD. I don't think he's done too much you know, earn that. Even T-Mac, he's never really made it. I don't think he's ever made it out of the first round uh, as the first option. So I can understand le- leaving him off. Um... Who else missed it? Or about what about like Clay Thompson? Do you think he should have made it? Um, I don't know. He's he's also on the borderline. I th- I think he's like right with Emac for me. Where I understand, I would understand either way. And I think that part yeah. of part of the fact that he was part of you know the Warriors kind of boosts him, even if his individual like stats might not seem enough. So I think he, mm-hmm. you know, I understand the understand both both sides. Yeah. I mean, like you said, they did keep the original 50 in there. That's what made it hard. I think if you were to remove some of those from the original 50, you would definitely have Dwight Howard. You'd probably have Trace McGrady. You probably would see Clay Thompson. Um, I mean, there there are names that I think maybe Vince Carter, maybe Chris Bosh. There are definitely players that could be on there if it wasn't just keeping the original 50 and you know once they get to you know top 100 maybe those players will be in there i mean i guess we'll see um but one thing i wanted to talk about and i know this is going to be kind of controversial but the whole point of this podcast is to try to be as unbiased as we can so damian lillard is in the nba 75 and i'm just like everybody else i love that he's in there do you think he deserves to be in the nba 75 let me let me give you just a couple of his accolades real quick. He's a six-time All-NBA player, uh, All-Rookie NBA team, obviously, NBA Rookie of the Month bunch, NBA Rookie of the Year. Uh, I think he's six-time All-Star, if I'm if I remember right. I don't have that one in front of me, but I think it's six-time All-Star. Made it to the Western Conference Final. You know, multiple fifty-point, multiple multiple sixty-point games. So, in your opinion, do you think he should be in the top seventy-five? In my un completely unbiased opinion, I think that again, if we were to re rank the seventy five and ignore the top fifty, then I think one hundred percent without a doubt he makes the top seventy five. Um, I think when you're adding this twenty five, it gets a little iffy, but you know it, it might be my bias, but I do I still think that he he deserves it, even if um you know I don't have the other guys like on me right now, but I think that. Oh, six six all NBA. I don't think even Anthony Davis has that. I could be wrong. Um, making the Western Conference Finals so. as the best player, you know, not a lot of players have done that. There's a lot of like role players in that 75. So I think that you know he deserves to be there. I 
think he's borderline when you include when you talk about 75 and it's 100 if you like re-rank the 75 and the other thing is i think that you know his career isn't done so if we, if they left him out and like when they were going back to do the top 100 or even in, in like 10 years from now yeah i think once he gets another all nba or another all-star maybe two then you'd be like how did they leave him out so i think he's you know right on that borderline where whatever decision they made i think that either way it, it would have seemed um i don't know i guess weird but i think that's better to include him because it's more likely that within another year or two he'll like he'll 100 safely be in the top 75 yeah i actually 100 percent agree with you it's hard to it's hard to not have him in there but i also could see why some people think he shouldn't be in there I do think he's done enough to be in there, um, but I also would 100% understand at the at this point right now, the way they did the you know 50 players, I could see also him not being there. I agree with you. If it wasn't the top 50, then adding 25, he definitely would be in there. Um, tr- truly being as unbiased as we can, I do think he does deserve to be in there. I think he has done a lot. Um, I mean, multiple game winners. I mean, he's probably one of the most clutch players that the NBA's ever had. Um, you know, exceeded expectations when we blew up our team and there was there was no way we were going to make the playoffs. And then all of a sudden we make the playoffs and it's like been consistent every single year. Um, I, 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 I have no problem with him being there and I, I do think he deserves to be there. So... Truly, truly. Either way, it doesn't doesn't bother me because I do think he believes he belongs there. But he's there. There's nothing we can do about it. And you know, if people want to argue about it, there's I think there's other players that shouldn't be there over him. So I was just looking at the uh, list. Dennis Rodman, I feel like has no business being in the top seventy-five. Exactly. Maybe I'm too young. I didn't watch his prime, but I, he, I mean, know. he's a he was a he was a very he's good great player. Role he's player, one of the best think, re, but, best rebounders. Yeah. Great defender. Yep. Top 75? I don't know. Yeah. There's other guys um, even in the 75 that are below Dame. I think that, you know, if you are if you have a problem with Dame being in it, you should have a problem with like three, four other guys as well. So let me ask you this. Russell Westbrook's in there. Obviously, there's, you know, this rivalry <laughs> between him and Dame. I get why he's in there because he's got the triple doubles and he's got an MVP. But if that's all they're going off of, there's a lot of players that should be. I mean, Derrick Rose got an MVP. He's not in there. Jokic got an MVP. He's not in there. I think I think we both probably can agree we would rather have Jokic than Westbrook. Like, even when Westbrook was at his best, I think I still would rather have Jokic. Yeah, I would too. But I think Jokic is already a lock for when they do the 100 because there's yeah probably yeah. like number 70 or I guess 77. Uh, but he's like talent wise, he's probably better. He's probably in the top like 50. He's that good right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know when the exact you know voting was done, so maybe it was before the MVP, but I don't know. I, I, that's possible too. Yeah, that is possible. I mean, yeah, I, I see why Westbrook can be in there. I get it. Um, another player that I honestly could do without, uh, maybe this is being a little biased, honestly. I can't stand Paul Pierce, but <laughs> I don't think Paul Pierce should be in there. But you know, that's oh, for I, another. That's for another episode. I don't have an issue with uh, either of those guys being in it. I do 
you know, I'm with you that I don't like either of them personally. Um, you know, especially since I'm from Toronto and Paul Pierce had a couple of heated series against the Raptors and, you know, I didn't I didn't like him after those, but uh he did win a finals MVP, I'm pretty sure he won in oh eight. Um and he was just a really good player in his prime, even though he's nothing, you know, too special when you consider it all time, but I think that I like you know, I don't have an issue with him being him being there. He pooped his pants. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Got carted off because he, he did. pooped his pants. <laughs> okay. And he's a ten uh, last... star, so that's hard to argue. No, I mean he does have he does have accolades. I can't give him I just don't like him much. He he's de- definitely got a nice little elbow jumper, but I could do without anything else. Um last but not least before we wrap this up. The Blazers made a move, uh, I think today, right? I think it was today. Mm-hmm. We waived uh, Dennis Smith Jr. It sounds like he might end up being out for the rest of the season, and we only had him for one year anyways. Um, but we ended up signing Trendon Watford to a four-year deal. Two of them are unguaranteed, right, if I remember right? I know the last two years are unguaranteed. There you go. I was going to say, I know Fouad's got the <laughs> numbers here, so... We've talked about him before. We think he's a actually a pretty, pretty decent player to have on your team. Um, he's I don't think he's going to be some huge impact player, but it's de- he's definitely like a role player that you can have that can come in and play for you for a little bit. So I'm glad we we signed him and are going to keep him for a little bit, even if it's for a piece a trade piece. Although I truly don't know how many other teams would want him at this, you know, at the off season. Yeah, I don't but... think it's for a trade piece. I think we just believe in him as a role player. I think he can contribute, you know, when we're healthy too. Yeah, uh, and he's done pretty good this year. He's you, like from the start of the year till now, he's developed. Like you can tell the little elbow, the little not elbow, sorry, the little floater he's got, the little hook he, shot he he's got. In. <laughs> crazy, and he he's high energy. He gets rebounds. He plays hard. Just what Rip City loves, and just what we need. So I'm excited to have him. Uh, do you have anything you want to talk about him? Yeah, I was really happy with that deal. You know, four years at such a low price. I think there's pretty much no way that it can go bad, especially since it's non-guaranteed as well. Um, and yeah, his little floater is so good. He's shooting 60% from the field. Um, he's just, you know, high energy. He's a good defender for his his size and for, you know, how young he is. He's He was an undrafted rookie. So for him to even be able to play, you know, meaningful minutes right now is already something... And I think he can continue to improve more. Yeah, and and honestly, one thing else that we can add that we don't really talk about, there's been some times where he's made some nice passes. He's read the defense well and made nice passes. So he's definitely developing, and it's good to see. But uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? I'm good. Let me look just real quick. I don't want to say the wrong date, but I think we have a game Thursday. Thursday, yep, Thursday. So we're playing the Warriors on Thursday, the first game back after the All-Star break um, in in Portland. So that's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, we're back into this little teeter-totter of are we tanking or are we trying to make the playoffs? So <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> but uh, other than that, you know, I hope you guys, if you're listening, I hope you guys have a good night. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Make sure if you haven't yet, 
if you're listening on Spotify, you can rate the podcast now and you know, it really helps let us know where we're at. And if you're listening on Apple, you can do the exact same thing and you can actually leave a review too. So all the people that have left reviews, we 100% appreciate it. Um, it just, it really does help us let us know where we're at and what we need to work on or, you know, if you're enjoying it or not. Yeah. Um, anything you want to say? Yeah, we've just been getting, you know, more listeners the last few episodes, so we really appreciate all of you and, you know, we're thankful that you take your time out of your day to listen to us. Exactly. 100%. Um, other than that, Fouad, I hope you have a good night. Everybody that's listening, have a good night. And as always, Rip City, baby. <laughs>